There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 26, season three of the Daily Intermission podcast. I'm back in studio. It is Greg, your host. I'm riding solo today, but that's okay because we've got an exciting episode ahead. Um, in three of the quarters for the next few episodes, I'm going to do a year in review. Obviously, 2022 has been a fantastic year. Um, and I'm going to go through kind of each month and talk about the major headlines that happened in that month. Uh, it be, you know, an exciting, uh, you know, kind of way to to conclude my stretch as hopefully a solo host. I hope you guys all enjoyed Ted, I guess, first of all. Um, I'm not sure. Ted's Ted's a busy guy. Uh, he works a full-time job in Toronto. He's got his master's. He's a, he's a smart dude, so he's unable to do it full-time. But I know Ted's going to be back. Uh, obviously, baseball is his uh, kind of his main gig, um, main area of expertise. He played baseball at the senior level um, in Canada. So I'm sure that Ted will be back on. I'm um, hoping you guys enjoyed Ted, but uh, but he won't be able to you know be available full time. So the hunt still continues. But for now, you know it's Greg riding solo, and you know I'm going to do my best to keep things light. Uh, not I shouldn't say light, keep things exciting. I'm humming on coffees. It's going to be a great episode. It's the pregame show. I'm going to tell a story about my junior hockey days. Um, I'll kind of go into a bit about my like first few years at university because it was quite an adventure. Um, Quarter one, we'll talk about kind of the latest in sports. Just a just a tad bit out of every uh, facet of sports. We'll talk about what's going on, the latest news. And then quarter two, we'll talk about January. Quarter three, we'll talk about February. And quarter four, we'll bring it home in March 2022. But starting things off in the pregame show, ladies and gentlemen. So out of high school, I was recruited to go play football. A very small school, almost like a junior college. Um, I was recruited from some bigger schools, but I knew that... I needed to get better, um, and I knew that I needed to play. And so this junior college was like, yeah, listen, we're, we're losing our four-year starter. Come over. You'll be our starter right away. So I went over to this small college, <clears throat> and um, and I, I, I didn't start. The quarterback ended up coming back for a fifth season, and uh, they'd won back-to-back championships. Like He was a pretty good quarterback. Uh, he was a lot older than I was. I think he was like 23, 24. I was 18, mind you, um, and I was pissed. I was a, just a, I was a snotty little brat. I, I remember being up some practices and just like almost in tears, like pissed off that I wasn't starting. I started three games that season, but inevitably, um, you know, I, I ended up transferring back to my hometown, the university of my hometown, um, and mind you, you know, I was still grieving. My family was grieving, um, you know, from the loss of my brother, which was still within that year. Um, so, you know what, it, it's, it was just a, it was a bit of a gong show, but the, but you know what, it ended up being okay because the best place for me was close to home. Like I was a loose cannon. Um, I really was, I thought it was, you know, really untouchable, um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I was mad at the world. And, um, so I ended up moving back to my hometown, um, and after, you know, about, <clears throat> so I, I started playing football for the, for the local team, which is a, you know, a, a decent sized university. They play in the D1 division of Canadian football and ended up quitting. I was 18 years old. I remember the, the, the chat like it was yesterday. Um, I went into the coach's office and I said, I can't do this. You know, I, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was living in, you know, a 
at the time when I transferred over uh, from the first school, I was living in a residence that was full of degenerates and we partied like no other. It was, it was three days a week. And I've talked about it in other, other, other episodes. It was a real animal house. Um, and I loved the culture. I loved to be social. Um, and, uh, you know, I loved the chat with the women. It was an amazing time. And I, I, I mean, I regretted the decision. Don't get me wrong for a long, long time until I got closure with the game of football when I went back and did my master's, which was probably 80% of the reason why I went back, did when I went back, and did my master's because I knew I had one more year of eligibility left and I wanted to play football. But, um, so I started playing junior hockey once I quit, um, playing football. I, I was a half decent hockey player. So I ended up playing for the local junior team. Um, and so the story of the junior hockey episode. Sorry, I always have to double check in the pregame show that my roadcaster is going. So it is go. Um, so we had a game in Halifax, my junior hockey team, um, and it was homecoming at the university. So homecoming, obviously, across all universities. It is such a big weekend. You've got grads, alumni coming in from all over the country to come celebrate uh, you know, their time at the university. And <clears throat> I mean, the students, I was in my second year university. I was 19 and it's a full on like 7am get up. Everyone in the residence is boozing, like go to the football game. It's, it's a big event homecoming. Everybody knows how big homecoming is at university. So this is my second year at university. And we play that night in Halifax, my junior hockey team, but we must have 15 guys on the hockey team that are, that go to Acadia that are students at Acadia. Um, and what do we do? Well, we get up with everyone else and we get after it. And so, there's a huge party going on. And I remember, so our starting goaltender, he was an absolute character, a guy by the name of Mitch Cully. He, I remember holding him up for like a 50 second keg stand, which is outrageous. He was buckled and he ended up playing that night. Uh, I, I ended up having, I don't know how many beers, you know, eight to 10 beers. I, I, and we, we all went back to the residence around noon <clears throat> as people were funneling into the football game. We had to leave around three o'clock. So we got a bit of a nap in, but we were all drunk in the morning and played a junior hockey game that night in Halifax. It was unbelievable. And our coach knew exactly what we were up to. I mean, the fact that he played us, the fact that the game went on, it, I mean, it was probably fairly dangerous. I remember being so bad on the way to the rink. I had a big Mac. <laughs> Oh, I played so bad. Um, anyway, it was just such a story. The fact that our team went and got drunk in the morning. I think we ended up losing the game like 4-3. Oh, man, it was... An, uh, we. It, you want to talk about digging deep and finding another gear is when you get loaded drunk in the morning of a game day and find a way... I mean... I would never do it again. I would never recommend doing that, but I guarantee at some point during the NHL's history, some guy has done that. Been on a bender and had to keep it going and then played that night. But anyway, needless to say, my junior hockey team in my second year of university, half the team, more than half the team, got drunk and played that night. And uh, I guess you can kind of tell how seriously we took that junior hockey. But um, anyway... That's the story for the pregame show. Uh, obviously, uh, I, I guess I will um, note before continuing on the podcast, I don't recommend that. That is for trained professionals only. Do not attempt that at home. Do not attempt that wherever you're at. It's not a good idea. Um, but uh, shout out to Mitch Kelly for doing a 50-second keg stand and starting that night between the pipes. I must He must have been three, seeing three pucks. But anyway, moving on into quarter one. And it is actually, you know what? We're going to start off in a brief, uh, sad you know, it's a sad story. Uh, the Mississippi State coach Mike Leach passes away at age 61. Uh, condolences to the family. Um, you know what? You guys know as being, you know, a listener to the Daily Intermission podcast, I'm not a huge NCAA football fan. Um, but from all accounts, this guy was a legend. Um, so Mike Leach passes at 61. 
sad news out of the NCAA. Um, but as things start to ramp up, it's bowl season, uh, and they've got a bowl uh, for every single. I, I don't understand the bowls. I think somebody's going to have to uh, the bowls b o w l s, not b u l l s. The bowls. Um, so somebody's going to have to kind of reach out to me and explain to me how these work because there's got to be Fiesta, Tatisto. I mean, there's the Rose, the, I mean, there's the amount of bowl games that go on and I just have no idea how you get to them, how you qualify to them, why they're named, what they're named. I mean, a lot of them are sponsors, but it's amazing. So it's bowl weekends coming and then we'll have uh, the college football championships, uh, the semifinals, I think on the 31st of December. And then, uh, and then we'll move on into uh, the national championship game in early January. So that's going to be really exciting. But RIP to Mississippi State coach Mike Leach, age 61. The World Cup final is set. Argentina versus France. Um, Argentina ends up kind of walking all over Croatia. It wasn't really a close game, 3-0. And then France ends up beating Morocco, 2-0. But Morocco did have some big pushes during that game. Um, some highlights. <laughs> Kylian Mbappe. Absolute freak of nature, maybe the best soccer player on the planet at the current time. In warm-ups, absolutely rifled a, a kick over the net and hit a France fan in the face. The guy was, I mean, you can see some photos online. The guy looked like he was absolutely, he was knocked out. He might have been full on, somebody just slammed a door in, in, the, in the back of the office. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. But we'll continue on. I'm hoping you guys picked that up. Um, hopefully you guys heard that. But knock the guy out. He was front row. Can you, can you imagine, you know, getting fired up? It's the World Cup semifinals, and you're getting ready to watch your boys, and your best player rifles one off your face. I mean, are they going to have to look into netting? You can't be looking into netting into soccer. But And this guy can rifle the ball. I mean, he's got, he, he's got some. I mean, I don't know. I, actually, I don't know who, who has the hardest shot in, in soccer. Is that a measured stat? It must be. Um, but, uh, but anyway, Argentina versus France, that will go down on Sunday. So the world will be watching. Um, I'm going for Argentina personally. I think that would be amazing for Lionel Messi. Uh, I think that would lock in gold status if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he just seems like a beauty too. Not going to lie. He's got a leg sleeve, mind you. Like that is unreal swag, a leg sleeve. I will note that if I were a professional athlete, I'd be inked up. I might look like Birdman. I might look like Birdman if I was a professional athlete. I think ink's the swaggiest thing you can do as an athlete. I'll, I'll just I'll just come out and say that Greg Birdman Brown. If I was a professional athlete, I would have the colored tattoos right up to the face. Kyler Murray in the NFL. We'll move into the NFL quickly. That was a bit of a rant. Uh, he tears his ACL. Unfortunately, done for the year. Uh, this guy catches a lot of heat, and for good reason. Um, you know, this is a guy that got paid the bag in the offseason, and he's supposed to be in the in the caliber of the, you know, maybe the tier below the Mahomes and Allen, you know, in you know, a comparable quarterback to the Herberts and and um I don't know why I'm blanking on other quarterbacks to hold at a, in the higher echelon, but he's supposed to be a really good quarterback in the NFL and he just hasn't really shown it. Like he's just the he scrambles in the pocket, he's extremely undersized. I mean, he's got maybe one of the best receivers of all time to help him out. But towards ACL, and I mean, if you're a social media follower, which I know you are, I, I took advantage of it. I mean, you know, obviously I, I feel bad for him, but like I can poke I can poke fun at that. He's gonna miss four games. And like the fact that he plays Call of Duty all the time, the fact that they had to put into his contract when he was signing it that you know he was he, he was it was mandatory for him to do, you know, tape studying and film studying and and playbook studying. I had to dive in on that. 
And I know a lot of people were upset. I think I lost. I was losing followers at the time. But you know what? It's an opportunity to, to, to poke fun at a guy that, that needs a wake-up call. And I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan. And, and uh, you know, I think that, that, I think that you know, as, as media members, and I'll, I'll classify myself as one of those. I mean, you've got to be able to have room for comedy. And I guess if you're making fun of someone's season under an injury, it can be taken the wrong way. But, I mean, like, listen, like that, I'm, I'm in the business of making people laugh. You know, and, and and bringing sports news to the table. So, like, if it offended you, I'm sorry, but I, I mean, I, he's going to miss four games, and and uh, he's going to just get more time to play Call of Duty. So, Kyler Murray, smell you later, and it's going to be, um, uh, gosh, Colt McCoy's time in uh, Arizona. It's going to be interesting to see if Cliff Clint Kingsbury holds onto the job in Arizona. Um, they've been terrible, and for a team that you know they, you look at their their roster, and it seems that their defense should be okay. Um, you know, their offense. They've just been a shit show in Arizona. Let's just put it that way. Um, so we'll see what happens with Cliff, Kings, Cliff Kingsbury. That's what happens when I'm on the caffeine. Humming. Jeez, I stumble over words sometimes. The NFL is discussing ejecting players for targeting hits, for targeted hits, you know, hits to the head, uh, typically in the secondary, um, and roughing the passer penalties. I think this would be a big mistake. Um, I... I don't know what's going on. There is a lot of FUD traffic going on in here, and I'm sketching. Um, what is going on out there? I, I hope this is getting picked up right now on the podcast. I'm not going to edit this out because there's a guy falling on saying he's going to be in pajamas at work tomorrow. So there's a finance office across the way, and there's a like a government office surrounding my kind of storage area office slash multi-purpose room um and that's what's going on right now there's a conversation going on between two parties uh, outside of my door i'm going to continue on so the nfl is discussing some rule changes um and the roughing the passer penalty is the one i'm looking at here it's going to be tough to eject someone for hitting a quarterback low a lot of these quarterback hits too are they're just they're just you know they're I don't think they're purposeful. Um, I don't think that there's intent behind a lot of these hits that happen to quarterbacks in the NFL. And I mean, they just get called left, right, and center. And to lose like a D end, especially two in big games, it would be such a tough look. Um, you know, it's it, we'll see what happens there with the roughing the passer. Targeting hits, I can see because some of those hits, like the, the DBs are just full on running their 4.340 sprint downhill and lunging their head into a defenseless receiver. Like that to me deserves maybe an ejection. Uh, but the roughing the passer penalty, we'll see. We'll see what happens on that front. But the NFL is looking into some rule change. It was announced yesterday. Moving into the hockey world quickly, we got a little bit of hockey, a little bit of NBA, and we'll move into the January recap. Alex Formanton, uh, forward for the Ottawa Senators, a very interesting story here. Um, he was a third liner for the Ottawa Senators, a young stud. He was on the 2017 or 2018, I'm sorry, Canadian World Junior Team, the one that won gold. Um, and Alex Formanton. So we all remember the 2018 World Junior kind of scenario that's going on right now. Uh, there was a party in London, Ontario. Uh, a female went into a hotel room with a lot of these team members and, um, you know, was apparently sexually assaulted in a very difficult manner. I'm not going to get into that, but Alex Formanton, I mean, all signs are pointing to him being a very real uh, suspect or um, in this case, uh, because he was not signed by the Ottawa Senators this season. So the deadline of December 4th passed that he had to be signed. Uh, so now he's heading over to Switzerland uh, to play hockey. 
Um, so as that investigation goes on from the 2018 World Juniors, um, from the Team Canada party in London, Ontario, Alex Formanton um, will not be in the NHL. He'll be over in, in Switzerland. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense. The party was in London, was London, Ontario. I think he's a London born guy. He played his junior hockey in London. It was a local girl who was texting a local guy. So uh, I'm not going to dive into that story. Uh, but Alex Formanton heading to Switzerland. Ryan Reeves, this guy obviously got traded to from New York to Minnesota, but man, Philip Peronic, a defenseman on the Detroit Red Wings, was, was breaking out of the offensive zone, was breaking out of his defensive zone, and he kind of like tried to fake the forwards from the Minnesota Wild by like staring backwards. I mean, I don't know if there's many more plays in the NHL that is more of a death threat. I mean, he turned his full head around sideways, and then when he looked back, Ryan Reeves was coming directly down the train tracks and buried him four feet deep into the ice. And this guy's going to miss extended period of time. He hit his head. He's concussed for sure. And I mean, what can you do with Reeves? I mean, that is a beautiful hit. It's a hit that you don't often see in the NHL because it's so fast and, you know, guys make plays so quickly. It's really hard to find time to build up that much momentum and hit a guy. But man, did, did Hronik really present himself to get absolutely smashed and Ryan Reeves took advantage of it. So if, if you haven't seen that hit, go check out my TikTok, go check out online. I mean, it, it was main, making his rounds. But the thing is, too, when a guy like Ryan Reeves hits like that, I mean, now you got to go fight the toughest guy in the league. This guy could full on be an MMA fighter. I mean, he's probably like 220 pounds. He's absolutely the most intimidating guy in the National Hockey League right now. And when he lays out your best guy, so shout out to Ben Sherratt. I mean, this guy gets ripped apart, ripped, uh, ripped apart on this podcast, or at least he used to. Um, but Ben Sherratt. You know, he took it. He, he the next few shifts, he went out there and he fought him. It wasn't really much of a fight. He, you know, he, he he turtled pretty quickly, but he 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 said, you know, listen, you know, fuck off, Ryan, and and, and you know, he dropped the glove. So shout out to Ben Sherratt for for stepping up to, for the Detroit Red Wings teammates. But that was an ugly hit. The Brooklyn Nats find themselves in fourth place in the East right now. They struggled right off the get-go, but Ben Simmons is back in the lineup. Kyrie Irving's playing really nice basketball. Kevin Durant. So the Brooklyn Nats, they're on a bit of a heater. I had to give them a shout-out on the podcast because I know we're you know we're tough on them and they're a content machine, but they've looked really good as of, as of late. Um, so we'll see what happens there. If Brooklyn can continue to you know rock and roll, is that a team that maybe has championship aspirations? We'll see. Draymond Green. Now, I'm hard on this guy. But he got a fan ejected in Milwaukee this week. Apparently the fan was yelling death threats from the crowd. I need to know some specifics on this. Like, like if he was like full on yelling, like, I'm going to kill you, Draymond. Well, yes, that is that should be a lifetime ban. I mean, that's just you can't be yelling that out anywhere. But Draymond gets a Bucks fan kicked out in Milwaukee. Apparently he was yelling death threats at him. So, I mean, Draymond Green, a guy, he... He's a polarizing guy, man. He's obviously outspoken. He's got the podcast. He's on the uninterrupted um, kind of podcast at times. So Draymond Green gets a Bucks fan ejected. It's the NBA, not not amount of crazy amount of highlights going on or uh, headlines going on right now. But the Lakers continue to struggle. Charles Barkley had a nice line on his TNT broadcast. Like, why are we talking about the Los Angeles Lakers? They are dog shit. They're the twelfth seed. Are we talking about the Washington Wizards at all in the East? No. Anyway, that's good. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. 
Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Cuckoo quarter one, that's kind of you know the headlines that I brought to you guys uh, through you know, the last few days uh, in sports. We're going to move into quarter two. And so this these next three quarters, what we're going to do is we're going to recap 2022. And this is going to be a series I'm going to bring to TikTok. This is a series I'm going to bring to YouTube. And it's obviously going to be a series on the podcast. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this, to be completely honest. Um, you know, you forget how long a year is. And, and, you know, days go by so quickly and weeks fly by and things fly by. But then as you recap and as you reflect on the year that's passed, a lot's happened. So let's move into quarter two, January 2022. And obviously the NFL was a content machine as it always is. But my favorite January 2022 headline, Antonio Brown quit the NFL. This guy left the game. In, in his, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in MetLife Stadium taking on the New York Jets. And Antonio Brown whipped off his shoulder pads, almost got naked on the field, was dancing around. And we haven't seen him in the NFL since, clearly. Um, I mean, this guy is like in the rap game. He's like almost like a Kanye West type of character where like, I don't know if this is okay to say, but he's almost mentally ill. Like a lot of the thing he's been, you know, very vocal in the, in the Tom Brady and Giselle divorce, but Antonio Brown in January 22 quit the NFL. Big Ben retired in January 22. I mean, we forget, obviously his game was diminishing very quickly, uh, but big men, I mean, you know, what a career he had. And I know we talked about it lots uh, last January. I mean, you know, obviously Pittsburgh Steelers fans are, are missing big Ben. Uh, is Kenny Pickett the quarterback of the future? We'll see. Uh, but big Ben retired, you know, what a career he had. Um, and uh, that was a big headline in January 22. Uh, but the playoffs, obviously in the NFL were super exciting. I think maybe the greatest game in modern history uh, went down last year with the Kansas city chiefs beating the Bills in the second round of the playoffs. Um, remember Gabriel Davis just seemingly getting open all all game long, especially in that fourth quarter, and then Tyreek Hill running all over the map, and the Chiefs ended up beating them in overtime with that questionable overtime flip, and they went down and scored. But, I mean, what an incredible game that was. Um, definitely one that uh, I had to mention in the recap show. And the Bengals went on the Cinderella run, uh, ended up beating the Chiefs in the uh, AFC Championship game. Uh, Joe Burrow really storming onto the scene to be that guy or Hemi Neutron or Hemi Butler. I mean, who uh, Jimmy, but all right. I, I would like to know what type of work Joe Burrow is doing on the, you know, in the, uh, in the women's scene, uh, you know, that guy lights it up. It's got quite the roster. I'm sure. And the Rams, the Rams went on an incredible run. They took down Tom Brady. They they ended up going to the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl was set in January. It, we had the Bengals versus the Rams, which we'll get into in, 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 in February. But some other headlines from from January. Georgia ends up beating Alabama in the national championship game. I think it was 33-18. And that was exciting for Georgia fans. Um, I remember watching that game. And, and uh, I had money on Alabama, I think. And I was pissed. But, I mean, what a uh, what a great win for Georgia fans. And they're still a wagon. They still have an opportunity this year to, uh, to win a national championship. Continuing on in January, Nadal breaks the Grand Slam record in Australia. Remember in Australia, the Novak Djokovic couldn't get in because he was unvaccinated. So really opened up the door for Rafael Nadal to, to get in there. And, and he ended up being the men's Grand Slam record winning um, tennis player. And, you know, it was a great story for, for Rafael Nadal. 
and COVID was still really at the forefront of things. I know where I'm from in Nova Scotia, things were shut down. Masks were still mandatory. Um, Actually, masks were still mandatory through this entire first quarter of 2022. We didn't take off our masks in public until we went on a trip to Calgary in March. Um, And they had just recently taken the mask uh, mandate off. So, I mean, you forget these things. I mean, now that we're so accustomed to not wearing masks, and I haven't worn one since we've been... Um, you know, mandated to um, wear them. And um, I forget, I, I guess March would have been the the, um, the month that I got COVID. No, when did I get COVID? Anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, but COVID was still at the forefront of things. And, and the NHL and NBA, that was kind of the big headlines. I mean, obviously there was, there was um, you know, a, a plethora of games being scheduled in the February and the month to come because of the cancellations, kind of late December, early January, a lot of cancellations in the NHL and NBA due to the COVID-19 virus. So, that was January. I mean, in January there was a there were there were some big headlines, and I think the biggest one for me is the Antonio Brown scene. And obviously, the the football games are amazing, but just the fact that you know a potential Hall of Fame receiver ended his career by <laughs> that situation was an unbelievable one. All right, folks, let's move into quarter three. We've got February twenty twenty two, and the Super Bowl was set. Super Bowl fifty six in Los Angeles, in the new SoFi Stadium. We had the Rams hosting the Bengals, and Matthew Stafford gets his ring. Cooper Cobb wins the MVP. Andrew Whitworth, offensive lineman, journeyman. He played in Cincinnati for so long and ends up winning a, a Super Bowl with the with the um, Los Angeles Rams. It was really a fun one to watch. Uh, two really unexpected teams. Um, we knew that the Rams were good. The Bengals was certainly a Cinderella run. I thought Super Bowl 56 was nice. Um, you know, it's been... Typically the Tom Brady show for the last, you know, 15 years on and off, you know, and, and it was nice to see kind of two teams that were unexpected, I'll say. But uh, but that was a great game, a uh, fun game uh, in the Super Bowl. Super, Super, obviously, Super Bowl 56 headlined at the beginning of February. Um, and uh, the NHL All-Star game was held in Vegas. And remember the the weird events they had going on there. I mean, they had uh, the, the, the Bellagio Fountain shootout. Uh, Trevor Zegers came out and just put on a show and... I mean, this Zegers character, I will have a little side note here. Like, he's got a lot of showmanship, and he can do all the fancy things. But, like, his overall game needs a lot of work. And this is me coming out and saying this because I bet on him for over two and a half shots the other night, and he had one. But that team, that that um, that Anaheim Ducks team is terrible. They are an awful team, man. They got beat 3-0 by the Sens, and then next night suit up and got beat 7-0 by the, the Maple Leafs. They are an awful team. But February, you forget it was an Olympic year. The Winter Olympics went down. And for me, and I'm not sure if this is going to be kind of unifiedly agreed on upon the listeners, but for me, when there's no hockey and the NHLers, international best on best, we've been just so deprived of for so long. And when they don't play in the Winter Olympics, that really takes away a lot of my attention from the Winter Olympics. Um, but some headlines from the Winter Olympics. I mean, Sean White, it was his last Winter Olympics. I remember watching the snowboarders, and that is a fun event to watch, that uh, when they go downhill in the half pipe. I remember there was a, a, the Japanese guy. He had his headphones in, and he was f- doing some nasty tricks. Uh, I remember watching Sean White, his last few runs at the Olympics. The Russian youngster um, gets caught for, 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 um, for doping. And that was a head. That was a big storyline uh, in the Winter Olympics, and uh, and the NHL doesn't go. So those were kind of the the big headlines of the the, the Olympics that I remember. I could recollect. Um, you know, there's probably some more, but as long as the Winter Olympics doesn't get hockey, I mean, it's really going to be hurting. I think in terms of um, you know even North North American viewership. I mean, obviously you've got those small niche. 
um, uh, small niche sports of like the snowboarding. Like I'll give Liam Moffat a shout out from Nova Scotia who we've had on the podcast a couple times. Um, but I mean, overall, it's really not that compelling to me, uh, the Winter Olympics. Uh, obviously, I tuned into it, but without hockey, it's, uh, it, it is hurting. Uh, the Waste Management was held in February. Obviously, Scotty Scheffler kind of started his heater of a year off here. But the biggest highlight was this new trend, which I'm not sure how the Waste Management's going to handle because it is an elevated event this year, which means all of the top guns will be playing at the Waste Management. And that 16th hole, the stadium hole, that part of three is absolutely electric. But there was two aces. Sam Ryder had one, and I forget who had the first. Um... But there was raining beers. I mean, you. I mean, we're talking about maybe a thousand beers were thrown onto the green. Um, some of them being full. So I'm not sure how they're going to contain that this year. But I mean, kind of a new trend at the waste management. If there's an eighth, if there's an ace on the 16th at the waste management, look the fuck out. And Steph Curry in February became the all-time NBA leader in three-pointers. That was a massive story. I remember the games leading into Steph Curry breaking that record. He was kind of getting cold. Like, he was he was whipping, you know, 10-15, almost forcing the hand on it. Um, but uh, he did a great job. Uh, obviously, Steph, I mean, is that a, is that a record that's going to be unbreakable? That's a story. I'm, that's a... Uh, a, a segment I'm going to start on TikTok is the unbreakables, uh, the records that I think in sports will never be broken. Um, but Steph Curry uh, continues to build on that lead and uh, is now the all-time three-point leader. All right, moving into quarter four, March 2022, and Colby Covington beat Jorge Mazdaval. And do you remember this scenario? So Colby Covington and, and Jorge Mazdaval, two very outspoken individuals in the UFC, it was a spirited bout. But Masvidal, after a couple weeks after the fight, goes to a bar and Colby Covington was out with the Nelk boys and Bob Mennery and Jorge Masvidal shows up and jumps him and suckers him at the bar. I think he knocked him out. So, I mean, Masvidal's a scary character. Don't get me wrong. He's one guy that if I saw in, in an alleyway, <laughs> fur, get about it. Turtle. Turtle mode. Um, I mean... Look up, uh, do me a favor and look up some of Jorge Mazdaval's fights uh, in the backyard with Kimbo Slice. Those are bare knuckle fights, and they take, they eat, eat like 10, 15 punches to the jaw. Like that, if you can eat that many punches from like a tough guy to the jaw, like, I mean, it's just a different breed of human being. I mean, like I say this all the time, like 99.9% of the, the world is folding like a lawn chair and these guys just go at it but Colby Covington beats Jorge Mazzaval I remember that being a big fight in the UFC Greg Popovich in March 2022 becomes the all-time winningest coach in NBA history who doesn't love pop five-time NBA champion I mean instant hall of famer I wonder how much longer he's gonna go and coach because I mean the Spurs are a dumpster fire after trading the joint day Murray last year to Atlanta or this off season, I mean, you know, it's, they're just, they're kind of irrelevant and uh, we'll see what happens there with, with pop. We'll see, you know, where he might end up or, it, it, you know, if he still wants, I mean, he gets paid a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, it's a pretty good gig, but, uh, but pop comes the all time winningest coach in NBA history. Live golf starts to circulate. Obviously, maybe the biggest story in professional sports this year. And I know, you know, a lot of people don't love golf, but I mean, this really has divided the golf world and taken the superstars across the professional golf world and really just, you know, it's a huge divide now. 
and they took star players like Dustin Johnson, and they obviously didn't do this in March, but um, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed. I mean, there were some big stars, a lot of aging veterans of Graham McDowell and Ian Poulter and Charles Howell III, but Live Golf starts to circulate in the media. Phil Mickelson becomes the poster boy, and his book comes out, and, and March was really kind of the, it was building momentum that this these guys, these, this Saudi Arabian-backed uh, golf league was going to, to start offering the PGA Tour guys serious amounts of money. And, uh, and, you know, here we are, you know, eight months later and, and live golf has had a successful first year and, and we'll see how much noise they can make next year. March madness. Obviously March madness is, is, is one of the biggest storylines, if not the biggest, um, in March every single year for sports fans. St. Peter's was the school 15 seed ended up going to the elite eight. Uh, but the biggest story, Kansas and UNC, uh, Kansas ends up beating UNC, uh, 72 to 69 to win March madness. So, uh, I'm not a huge college basketball guy. I leave my college basketball expertise to the Archer, Jack Archer. So shout out to Jack. Um, and, um, obviously a very polarizing story in March. The first trans athlete wins an NCAA swimming event, uh, Leah Thomas. So that obviously, um, you know, was a very polarizing event that went down, but, Certainly a headline in March 2022. So that's going to conclude the episode, folks. So that's that's how I'm going to kind of lay out the next few. You know, as we build up to Christmas, um, you know, I'm going to hopefully get a guest on here uh, in the next few episodes. Um, hopefully we'll get Drake in the next few weeks. Uh, Draker, we'll get we'll check in with Draker. It's been a couple of years. I just checked. I was like, man, we haven't had, I haven't had Drake on since we started the podcast. So like it's almost been a couple of years, um, but it's been two years, guys. Two years since the DNR mission started. Uh, Nate and I recorded our first episode in December of 2022 and here we are December or in December 2020 and here we are in December 2022 so um, you know still alive and well still has a beating heart and and I don't plan to change that anytime soon I just plan to grow this beast Um, you know I will say I'm I'm thankful for you guys listening and I know the monologue episodes are tough to get through but I really do appreciate you guys sticking them out Um, listen give the episode a five star make sure you're in the chalkboard app Make sure you download the chalkboard app and get in there. I'm assuming, I mean, I'm assuming that you listen to this, you're in the chalkboard app, and I know you guys are on all the socials, but I do appreciate you guys. Um, All right, well, listen, everyone, enjoy your weeks, enjoy your weekends, and uh, I'll be back on Tuesday after this NFL weekend. Let's make some money in the gambling scene, and uh, listen, let's absolutely get after it. Take care, guys. Woo!